protecting children's lives. The CDC thinks it's protective of children's lives if you jam untested uh, experimental RNA vaccines or slash profit jabs into their arms. I will not call them vaccines because vaccines immunize these, do not immunize people from infection. We know this. They think they, or at least they say they're helping children. I think it would be a better way to help children and protect them to keep these shots away from them. I want to read a couple of things as I welcome our guests to the program. Anaphylaxis, thrombosis, Jillian-Barr syndrome, myocarditis, pericarditis, Bell's palsy, and sudden adult death syndrome are all terms that have been thrust into the public spotlight following the global initiatives to mass vaccinate. And use that word again in quotation marks, it's not real. All of these syndromes can be and are the result of vaccine injury, as the CDC openly admits. Furthermore, as recently revealed, the CDC was forced to admit that boosters have no health benefits for younger people, adults aged 18 to 49. In fact, leaves them susceptible to vaccine injury for no reason. So what will happen if the youngest and most defenseless children among us are jammed with this experimental mRNA toxin? Well, joining us to answer that question is a guy who's fighting against it. Dr. Saeed Hader is a medical doctor. He is sending warnings to parents and doctors all over the country, if not all over the world, about the CDC's push for COVID shots for children under five. And if you look at the news headlines right now, U.S. regulators authorize COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months of age. CDC recommends COVID-19 vaccines for young children. The push, the full court press is on. How do we push back against that? Dr. Hader, thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. How are you, sir? Absolutely. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I think this is a really, really important topic, so I'm really glad that you're giving it, you know, the light of day and, and letting people know about it. Uh, before we continue, Saeed or Syed? I want to make sure I'm saying uh, that. Syed. Syed, sorry about that. Uh, Dr. Syed Hader, then, let's talk a little bit about this. First of all, I want people to look at your website, which I have perused myself, mygotodoc.com, mygotodoc.com. I want to talk a little bit about um, why the CDC is continuing to push this with the quote-unquote pandemic essentially waning uh, to the point where people have said it may be endemic. It's going to be here forever in some form or another, but it is not in any way, shape, or form as lethal as they once proclaimed it to be. Why are they so two and a half years on since this whole thing started? Why are they so, they so hell-bent on putting these toxins into the bodies of, statistically, uh, the, the, you know, the people who have the least to be concerned about? And we're talking about the very young under five. Yeah, so that's the million-dollar question. I mean, you have to, I don't know how to answer that without assuming something nefarious, right? Some kind of yeah. Um, either it's just a profit motive um, or something worse than that. I don't know, because these vaccines are shaping up to be something that probably affects fertility. I mean, we have data showing that um, sperm is uh, not as strong and motile, you know, decreased sperm counts in people who've been vaccinated. We know that it concentrates in the ovaries and causes all kinds of reproductive abnormalities in women. Um, so, so certainly, I mean, there's that possibility, you know, that kind of conspiracy theory that this is a depopulation agenda. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to go there without sounding like a crackpot. Um, but, I mean, the easiest motive is just, you know, the billions and billions of dollars that it adds to Pfizer's bottom line and the fact that the government is a captured, you know, entity. It's been captured by a big industry, especially big pharma. Certainly the FDA is... Uh, partly funded by big pharma. The mainstream media is almost entirely funded by big pharma. 
Um, you know, Congress is almost entirely funded by Big Pharma. They're the biggest donors to all political campaigns. So, so that's part of it, certainly, just the, the sheer profit motive and greed. Um, beyond that, I don't know. You know, you can speculate. But the, the main thing that you pointed to is that no healthy child has died since the very beginning of the pandemic. And in America, no children have died since Omicron became prevalent. So, it, I mean, just right out of the gate, there's absolutely zero rational reason to be rolling out an experimental, you know, mRNA gene therapy in children. It, there's just zero need for this. Um, and, and then you move beyond that to like, okay, if there were, if there even were a need for it, right? If anyone was at risk, if any ch- children were at risk, would this even be effective? And the trial itself answers with a resounding no. I mean, the trial wasn't even powered to answer this question properly. They enrolled too few children. You know, in the adult trial, they enrolled 40,000 people. They, they, they chose to only enroll like less than 5,000 in the Pfizer trial. In all the children's trials, um, very, few, very low numbers. They couldn't reach clinical or statistical efficacy with any of these. So all, all of the you know, endpoints that are being reported, like quote-unquote 80% efficacy, it's just a big lie. I mean, the range of possible numbers, because the, because the trial participants are so low, range from negative 270% efficacy to like 99% efficacy. Most of that range is in negative territory, which means if it's closer to negative 370%, it's, you're 3.7 times more likely to catch the virus right, than if you hadn't taken the shot. And we've already seen that in, in the adult real-world, um, you know, data that you're more likely to catch it, you know. And and certainly now with Omicron, the virus has changed so much that this these original jabs are, like, they don't even make any sense. You know, you can't even argue for them scientifically. So, so the, the trial is garbage at this point. Um, all the children's trials are utter garbage. They shouldn't be relied upon for anything, you know. Um, and yet they're pushing ahead with it based on the immune response, right? So they checked a random sample of these kids, 5% of the kids in the trial. They checked them for antibody responses and compared it to some other random sample of adults in the adult trials who had, you know, antibody responses. They don't explain how they chose either sample, why they compared them. And they are, like, it's already been publicly stated by the VRB PAC committee, which, you know, consults with the FDA, that an antibody response has no link that we know of to efficacy of any kind, right? So, so we know the vaccines don't prevent transmission, right? So it's not like you're protecting grandma and grandpa, right? Um, and we know kids aren't endangered by them. So, so what's the reason for them? It's, I think you get to the very heart of the question: Why are we doing this? Yeah, and and moreover, I I, I want to know how um, permission was given. Given the very first part of this, when I when I introduced you, we're talking with Dr. Syed Hader, uh, a, a physician who is warning doctors and parents do not jam these, as you call them, gene therapy shots into the arms of your children under the ages of five. There is no purpose for it. As I introduced you. I referenced this line, quote, all of these syndromes can be and are the result of vaccine injury, as the CDC openly admits. Doctor, what has the CDC admitted to? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously they're admitting that these are not safe, you know, that they there is danger involved. Um, I just spoke yesterday with a, a man in Canada who was um, reimbursed or, you know, quote-unquote reimbursed by the Canadian government for Guillain-Barre syndrome that he uh, contracted within days of receiving his shot. I mean, if you look at the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, which we have relied on for 40, 50 years now in this country, um, the number of total reported adverse events is in the millions, all right? And 
the um, the number of deaths is in the tens of thousands. We have nearly 30,000 deaths being reported, and everyone has to realize that that's just the tip of the iceberg, the very, very tippy top of the iceberg. You have to multiply those numbers by anywhere from like 40 to 100 to get the true number of adverse events and deaths in this country. So we have hospitalizations. You have strokes, you have heart but, attacks. But, Doctor, doctor if, I, if I may, the, you know, the critics, people who will criticize and probably have tried to cancel you and other doctors who have pointed this out, would say just the opposite. Rather than having to multiply that number to get the true number of adverse events, they're actually saying you've got to shrink that number because those are not trustworthy because they are self-reports. People self-report in the VAR system with the CDC all of these adverse events, events so they can't be verified. Yeah, so this has been yeah, an issue with the vaccine adverse events reporting system since time immemorial. We've always had this issue. But even with that problem, Harvard themselves, you know, they, they did a study and they estimated that despite all the problems with theirs, it's still an underreporting factor of about 100. So you have to multiply whatever reports you get by 100 to get the true number of real events in the population, even if some of the events reported to theirs are false. I mean, maybe Russian hackers are reporting events to bears. I don't know, right? Um, bears isn't like, it is also checked, okay? So you can't put in multiple, multiple reports. They do check and weed out reports that they think are fraudulent or wrong and that shouldn't be there. So it's not completely an unchecked database. Um, so there is, there is um, you know, government oversight to this database. There could have been a better database, right? And we actually designed one. And then, you know, because of these special interest groups like the pharmaceutical companies, it was never implemented. So we could certainly have a much better reporting system, and we've chosen not to, okay? It wouldn't be very expensive. Um, Bears is the best we have, and so all we can do is compare apples to apples, right? We've used it always for vaccine adverse events, so why would we stop using it now? Why did we believe it before and we don't believe it now? I mean, it's always been used. This is the system that the CDC and the FDA have always relied upon for vaccine safety. Well, doctor, um, let's let's look at this from a different perspective, too. Let's suppose for just a second that this this reporting system is faulty and flawed. And and rather than the other way around, which you said that Harvard came up with, you know, multiply by 100. um, Let's say it's half. Let's say just the other way around. It's half as many adverse events have happened than have been reported. Let's just say half of them are fake. Like you said, Russian hackers or, or just, you know, people with agendas uh, trying to undercut the CDC and undercut the administration or whatever. Even so, we are talking about hundreds of thousands of people uh, suffering very serious adverse events, and now they want to, not knowing, you know, what, the, what this is going to do to babies, jam the, these, these, these toxins into the arms of babies. And parents are lining up around the block waiting for the opportunity to put this into their kids' arms because of the massive propaganda campaign that has been put in place here by the big pharmaceutical companies and, quite frankly, the Biden administration itself, along with the CDC, which is, of course, you know, uh, pledging their fealty to Biden since he basically runs it. Um, That's what I don't understand. Even if you, you don't believe the full numbers of adverse events the CDC has acknowledged, you're still risking your kids' health by putting them in, in harm's way, are you not? Why do so many parents fall for this? Absolutely. I mean, I'll do you one better. Assume 99% of reports are fraudulent. Um, still, you would have far more reports than any other vaccine in history, far more deaths. You would still have hundreds of deaths, wow. even if 99% of the deaths reported are wrong. In the past, with any other vaccine, the stopping condition would be 50 deaths Okay, that would be the stopping condition. We've far exceeded that. Even if you assume 99% of the death reports 
are wrong or not linked to the vaccine. It actually is probably the other direction, okay? Because um, everyone knows doctors. I mean, in the medical profession, we all know physicians who just aren't reporting. They have, we're seeing way more adverse events. I mean, with this vaccine than any other in history. Um, and so, so neurologists, cardiologists, everyone, everyone's seeing it and everyone's afraid of talking about it and reporting it. Um, but yeah, so why would parents do this, right? Even if there's a one in a hundred thousand chance of death or one in a million chance of death, there's basically a zero chance of harm from the, from COVID, right? And it's not going to prevent somebody else from dying. It's not going to prevent your kid from passing it on. I mean, at this point, I think everyone knows people who have been double, triple vaccinated, right? And they've gotten COVID two or three times. This is actually what we're seeing, that it makes you more likely to catch the infection You're exactly and spread right. it. You're exactly right. And Dr. Fauci, of course, who's quadruple vaxxed and uh, wears two masks everywhere he goes, or at least in, when cameras are around anyway, uh, he still came down with it. You're exactly right. I want to throw another story at you here. Uh, on Friday, I guess this was Friday, the CDC uh, declared that children as young as six months of age may simultaneously receive the COVID-19 injections and other routine vaccines on the same day, although they have not studied it at all. No safety study has been conducted by the vaccine manufacturers to find out whether or not there would be adverse events or some sort of problem with putting COVID-19 injections into these little babies at the same time as some of their other, uh, uh, you know, MMR and, and, and other other vaccinations that they may receive. So they're not studying it, but they're saying do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, of course, you're getting this straight from the vaccine companies. The vaccine companies are leaning on the FDA and the CDC. And, and why? Because they want to make it as easy as possible. They don't, don't want to add an extra visit, right? They want to get all children vaccinated, as many as possible. They want to make as much money as possible. They want to normalize it, right? Just normalize vaccinations for everyone in the country, regardless of their age. And then, you know, they'll, they'll say, okay, now you need them twice a year or every year for the rest of your life. You know, one more moneymaker added to the vaccine schedule. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, it's just pure, unadulterated greed. And parents really need to break outside their little bubble online. If we're all living in these little bubbles where we get, like, you know, reinforcement of everything we already believe from all the websites and all the social media followers that we already have, break outside the bubble, go look up some something written by somebody else, right? Um, go look up... Peter McCullough, go look up Robert Malone, go look up Pierre Corey, Paul Merrick. Uh, some of these doctors are the most highly, like, um, you know, um, published physicians in their field. Okay, Peter McCullough, there's no other cardiologist in the world that's published more than he has. Paul Merrick, he's the second most published critical care doctor in the world. These people are warning you against you know, vaccinating your kids. Go read what they've read. These are experts. You know, you can't yeah, get Yeah, but Dr. Hader, here's the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the problem with this. You could get the experts of experts. Um, I, I, I posted uh, a two-minute speech or two-minute two portion of a speech from Dr. Malone, who holds the patent on mRNA technology, for crying out loud, which is, of course, used yeah. to create these non-vaccine vaccines. Um, and I got canceled or, you know, suspended by Facebook for sharing, uh, uh, you know, violating community standards by sharing information that may be harmful to other people's health. So if I share Dr. Hader, if I share Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone or anybody else, I'm, I'm canceled. I'm a crackpot. I'm a nut. I'm a loon. I'm trying to spread conspiracy theories. That's the real issue here is they have won the propaganda wars. They have found a way to silence anybody from presenting any dissenting information 
And, and of course, we all know, and you know, because you're a scientist as a doctor, uh, science yearns to be challenged. It yearns to be questioned. It can't just be said it is settled when there are so many things like this that, that ask questions. And so rather than try to answer them, they, 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 they shut them down. They censor them. Yeah, that's a great point. The, the scientific method itself tries to disprove right? It's holy cows. Whatever it believes, exactly. whatever kind of theories you have, they're always theories. They're not facts, right? There is no the science. It's like a settled fact. It's always a theory that you're trying to disprove. And if you can't disprove it, it strengthens it. Our science has been turned completely upside down. We don't have science anymore, especially in the realm of medicine. You're not allowed to challenge the theories, right? And they're not even called theories anymore. They're just called science, you know, as if it's a settled you know, truth come down from God, right? I mean, it's certainly not. And so we are no longer being scientific as a culture, as a society, and certainly not at the FDA and, and in the, you know, pharmaceutical companies. They are being, like, it's scientism. It's like something that's going by the name of science. It looks kind of like science, but it's really a religion, right? And, and it kind of feels like that, too, when you see these people. You can't reason with them, right? You can reason with a scientist. You can't reason with a zealot, a religious, you know, zealot. And that's what these people are. They're zealots. And, and I can understand why. I mean, they've been frightened out of their minds for two years straight. They can't think properly anymore. They can't reason about this particular topic anymore. And so, so why are people doing this? Why are people lining up around the block to get these things put into their kids' arms? Uh, it's because they've been so frightened they don't even – they can't even see the facts, right? You, you try to tell them no child has died, and they – it just like bypasses some kind of brain circuit, right? It doesn't, it just goes right over their head. They, they just yeah. don't get it, right? You ask them, like, what do you think the risk is to you or your children or your grandparents, you know? And they, they by orders of magnitude, they think that the risk is like so high that it justifies anything, right? Yeah. It justifies any risk to no, counteract COVID. That's the nature of propaganda. Uh, it's very, very powerful. People don't know what the truth is. They don't know truth from reality. And that is exactly what the pharmaceutical companies, the CDC, and the administration, I think, all uh, have as their goal. Uh, Dr. Syed Hader, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you doing what you're doing online and uh, everywhere that you can to try to open people's eyes and particularly open parents' eyes uh, to stop them from getting in line for these things. They have no earthly idea what they're doing to their children, and they're trusting people who should not be trusted. So thank you for sounding the alarm. And uh, We'll check in with you again to to follow up on this. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.